Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. And the famous story of the Rebbe Shab when he came into his little boy to his father, grandfather's old Sedek and he said to him, his father and his and he said to him, he's crying, Vayera Hashem al Avram, Hashem showed himself to Avram, but why doesn't he show himself to me or to us? To which Sebel Sedek said, Yid, 99 years old, has a bris mila. Besides so have a bris mila, he deserves that Hashem Kashbarach should reveal himself to him. Which we see that Zemosedic telling his grandson, his child, this young child of four or five years old, that if one strives and one works on it and one toils, believe in Ephesh, one can accomplish and overcome anything. So much so. They can earn themselves the revelation of the of the holiest and highest of levels. Also, we learn from the story the yearning of a child. We, as children of Akash Baruch Hu, need to have that yearning. We're in a predicament now. We're in a predicament where Klal Yisrael is being put against the wall again. Very, very harshly. There's a horrific, horrific wake-up call once again splashing in our faces. Our children are running around on the west in all over Israel people in Israel center of Israel, didn't matter where you are nobody knows who's safe nobody knows where all of a sudden some missile is going to land Chasashon then the Baal Nefesh themselves, the ones that are going out to war, they're running around in the Gaza running around fighting for the safety and freedom of the Israel. Did we need Nebuch over a thousand Karbonas to remind us? Did we need that, that wake-up call? A thousand Karbonas will never get over. We haven't gotten over the six million Karbonas. Those thousand people, thousand plus people, that were slaughtered in a barbaric way, we can never find and focus our heads, our minds, and wrap our minds around it. But that 
doesn't stay over there. We're now seeing this feeling, this sentiment is rearing its ugly head throughout the world. Even in Europe are petrified. Even in America are petrified. And if you're not, you're a fool. The only survival mode that we can keep ourselves, uh, keep our sanity is the fact that Mashiach is coming any second. Any second. There's no way the world could possibly exist much longer without Mashiach. We've hit it. We've hit the bottom. We've bottomed out. But that cry to the Rebbein Shalem, to our Father in Heaven, Tata, Tata, we need Mashiach. Apparently it's not coming across loud enough. It's on everyone's lips, on everyone's mind. But we need to keep persevering to not leave an arm and head without filling of any Jewish male over 13 and a woman every Friday night to light her candles Friday evening to light candles if they can do the mitzvah of challah is even better taras ha family purity eating kosher all the tremendous movement sacrifices that one can take on unfortunately and fortunately the social media the fortunate part is that we're getting tremendous inspiration just like we're getting the same those people that are getting anxiety and depression over reading the news which I don't know if you do anything stupider than that pardon my language reading the news on a constant basis and finding out that how many soldiers were of our children were that's not the goal to sit and read the news and wring our hands. We need to see and to hear and get the inspirational words. The words hearing how many soldiers are putting on tefillin now. How many soldiers are wearing tzitzis. How many soldiers are trying to, are wearing, even trying to wear a yarmulke or cover their heads. How many soldiers are walking around with different holy items, whether it be chitas or the pictures of tzaddikim, whatever it might be. <coughs> and they say clearly, this is what's protecting us. They're not because we're great soldiers, not because we're well planned, not because we are so... And the proof is in the pudding. These kabbonists that were shechted on Semina Tzeres, Semchesteda and Etzel, shows very clearly how inadequate 
your security systems are, how inadequate are the, is the intelligence that they think they have. It's only Yad Hashem. It's only the hand of God that's going to get us through and that's going to take us through, that's going to see to it that we accomplish and that we conquer. And may it be in this very day, in this very hour. May all our enemies be eradicated and wiped out. May the Mashiach come and blow the Shefer. Enemies wiped out could mean physically. Do we wish death on the street? We don't wish death on the street. It's not our MO, as we say in Yidin, Yidin. What we look for, we look for, for the bad Ruach Avir, Ruach the bad spirits should be erratic, should be wiped off the ground, the earth. And anyone that wants to hurt a Jew, that intention should be wiped away. That thought should be wiped away. That feeling, that emotion. Do we want them to die per se? That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hands. We don't want them hurting us. We don't want them with their derogatory feelings against us. We don't care. We want to see we want to see everyone physically in Yerushalayim Yerakedosh with the Besamekdash Hashnishi. We want to see a Malar Deas Havaya Kamayim Ayom Lechasim. We want to see that the, that the knowledge and the fact and, and the glory of Hakadosh Baruch Hu will, as the water covers the world, encompasses us once again. We want to see the goodness and the kindness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu openly and revealed. There's no doubt in the world that the goodness and kindness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on a constant basis. Nothing HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is not good. Is not kind. Is not a chesed. We, in our human capacity, in our limited understanding, our limited sights, unfortunately, have a hard time Understanding it, seeing it, coping with it, relating to it. When a person bangs their finger in the door, it hurts. They cry out. They're in pain. Do they know why that had to happen to them? No. Do they know what it helped, what it caused, and what it saved them from? We don't know either. Sometimes, as in the story of the daughter of Yakiva, who merely took her pin out of her hair and stuck it in the wall behind her, not unbeknownst to her that the serpent was sitting there waiting to kill her, and she stuck it directly into the serpent, killing it pinning it to the wall. An action, a natural action of a person going to bed, taking the pin out of their hair and putting it into one of those days in the wall. 
And it literally saved her life. The life which Rahman of the Sun was decreed to be taken away from her. <coughs> when she was young yet, the stargazers had seen that. But it was a kindness, it was a tzedakah that she performed by her, by her wedding that nullified that decree and that gave her life. All the prayers of the father and the mother were not able to change that. That one goodness, kindness that she fed a poor man by her wedding. That's what tipped the scale. That one good deed of goodness and kindness will tip our scale today as well. We all need to reach out and to find and to beseech and to find and to delve into our daily actions, our daily reactions, our daily conversations, and see what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be totally over, overridden, revamped, so that we can once and for all tip that scale. And once and for all, hear the blast of the Shefa and take us to Yerushalayim in HaKedosh. So when Avraham Avinu, our forefather, the first Jew, as he was known, takes counsel about his bris milah, question becomes, Akash Baruch commanded him and he's taking counsel by somebody? And the answer is the counsel was not whether or not to do it. That was no doubt. Akash Baruch told him he's going to do it. Counsel was, should it be publicized, should it be kept private? And it was done in an open way, an open manner. And because of that, many people followed suit. And said, if Avram at his age, in his fragile state, does it, we have to do it. Now it's interesting to note... <laughs> conversation in the beginning of the Pasha when the angels come and tell Avraham Avinu that he will have that Sarah will have a son there's mention of old age where Sarah laughs and says Avram is too old where Avram Akash Baruch says that Sarah laughed and said that she was too old The mere fact that the angels blessed him this way was also something they couldn't understand, they couldn't grasp, because after all, they're too old. <laughs> what we don't seem to recognize and remember is they didn't age. They didn't get old. They didn't look old. They weren't old. Chronologically, the calendar days had passed, the years had passed, but they never aged in those days. It was only later on, upon besiegement of Yitzchak Avinu, to be aged, and that of Yaakov Avinu did not pass away by just a sneeze, but to get to one should be ill before they pass. <laughs> 
Yeah, I said it recently. I was in an office putting on film with a man. And there's a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish woman there. And the non-Jewish woman tells the Jewish woman about how the rabbi once told her <laughs> I don't remember saying it even. Rabbi once told her when you sneeze you pull your ear. So she does it always. Oh, because the Jewish woman sneezes and she told her to pull her ear. <laughs> <laughs> And she didn't know why even. So she asked, what, why, what is that, Rabbi? What, what do you mean? Why am I putting my ear? So one of the reasons that they brought down is because in the days of yesteryear, when people sneezed, they passed away. The neshama flew out, that was it. That was the, the way of dying. They sneezed. Now, you sneezed and you're still alive. We say, Hashem. For your salvation, I, I, I await, I anticipate, Akadosh Baruch Hu. But to remind you, whenever you, want to, whenever you want to remind somebody something, you pull their ear, you say, hello, you remember this? We pull our ear to remind ourselves the chesed that Akadosh Baruch Hu has given us, the kindness that He, that he bestowed, us, bestowed upon us, that we're still alive after sneezing. And that we need to give, keep going and do things to make the world a better place. Even a sneeze, a cough. I'll tell you, a cough is COVID. Ah, he coughed. Ah, everybody wearing masks. I coughed before COVID. I coughed during COVID. I coughed after COVID. <coughs> I always cough. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Avram Avinu sends the Malach comes to Avram Avinu to be Mevakir Chayla to visit the sick what happened to Avram we know he had a Bismila and after the Bismila mm-hmm. it uh, it was hurting tells us Tashi, Hakadosh Baruch Hu came to visit the sick. First of all, we know, not from Rashi, that when one visits the sick, they take away a part of the sickness, sixtieth of the sickness, of the illness. First of all. It says that Kadosh Baruch comes to see Avram on the third day after the bris. It was the third day. Why did he wait to the third day? Secondly, Avram, we know, used to have an amulet around his neck that would heal everything. Why did this amulet not heal him? And this sickness 
was according to nature, and therefore, only now did Avram Baruch come to visit him. Rashi tells us as follows: Omer B'chama, Bachanina, Chama Bachanina said, "Yem Shlishi Lemilase Hayus." This is the third day of his bris. Akash Baruch came and asked him, "Vas Machstu, how are you?" Sirashi, who is usually very, very precise with his words and doesn't mince words, as they would say, but always exacting his words, is, as we always say, is the champion of the Mechamash the Mikra. And because the Mechamash the Mikra, the child sitting and learning Chumash, has a question of what he just read, Rashi already anticipated the question, and Rashi answers it in his, in his explanation. Rashi does not do a Q&A. He does not say, oh, we have a question here. Well, sometimes yes, but very rarely. Rashi simply explains the words, and Mimela, you could find, you could see the question that the Ben Hamash Mikra has. And here Rashi brings down two parts. In first he writes the Vakas Achila, he came to visit the sick. That's it. End of story. He doesn't say when, what, where, how. Then he explains it was the third day of the bris. Akash Baruch came to ask him how he was. He could have said this in one sentence. He came to visit Avraham. He came to visit him and asked him how he was. No, where does he learn out that Akash Baruch came to, to visit him on the third day? Third day after his bris. Maybe it was the first, maybe it was the second day. Where does he take it the third day? Many, many commentaries have already gone and delved into this. There's Gemara on it. There's And we can derive, we can bring out that the third day of Mila, Chulsha Gevaras Yesa. The Chulsha is the weakness is stronger. It's the, hard, it's the most painful day. And we know the story of Shechem, where Shimon and Levi went to attack them. They wanted to marry their sister after violating her. So Shimon Levi said, okay, no problem. You have to be one of us. So if everybody has a bris, we can talk, we can mix. So everybody had a bris, and they waited for the third day, and Shimon Levi went and attacked and destroyed the whole, the whole city. Why the third day? Because that's when it hurts the most. That's when the person is the weakest. Shlish Lamila. In many circles, they make a whole suda on the Shlish Lamila. Third day of the bris. It's not, it's not, it's, we, we don't, we can't grasp from this story. Because at the end of the day, the Mitzvah B'Kechelem 
of visiting the sick is to any person that's sick. We don't have to wait till they're the most sick, till they're the most pain. Even when the person's not in danger. If a person's not well, you go visit them and speak a chel. How then, how then does he know that HaKash Baruch came to do it on the third day and didn't come the first or the second? And if you want to say the third day is considered Nimel, that the Nimel is most painful, that's when he's considered because it's the most painful. That's why he's considered a choyla, a sick person, an ill person. Sicker than the first or second day. Still, the first days are still kaim mitzvah b'kachel. Why didn't Hakadosh Baruch visit him in those days? You don't get more mitzvah if the person is sicker. It doesn't add to your mitzvah, the illness of the person. There are those that answer according to Halacha. Halacha, they say, in the Jewish law that Rambam brings down, Third day on is when we come to visit the, the sick. It's the same when it comes to um, paying respects, condolences after the Levaya. Third day. Today, people don't always have time to wait and to exact the third day, so we go when we can. Chmanel a person sitting shiva, we go any day that we can. But ideally, it's the third day. But that's still not enough. Because Cheda, as we asked, one of the commentaries, known as Beba Sada, he says over there that we say that this is you don't go visit the sick person until the third day it's established that if the sickness gets really severe, you go right away inside. You go to visit the person. So here it's as if the sickness had manifested itself. But it doesn't fit the fact that the person doesn't come to see the person right away when they got sick, when they got in surgery, whatever it was. First day of this Mila, we perhaps could say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not come to visit. Had he come, which would mean therefore Rashi would then bring before Pasha Zachlecha, not Lavram Sakin, Vachaz Barlossi, Virotza Lachtaich, Vayemisyara Shayazakin, Maas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shalach Yad Vachaz Imei, Shemachadis Imei Abris. Avraham was petrified to do this. He said, I'm too old. My hands might shake. I might do something wrong. I might damage myself. 
Shachadish Baruch's hand placed his hand on Avram's hand and did it with him. That's why we say in the Pasuk, He cut with him the bris. So we see that Akash Baruch was there to help him with his bris. So we could say maybe that he was, he was did already the mitzvah b'kachelim that time as well. But since in our parsha it says Hashem, in a way that there was a new riyah, it was a new vision, we understand the two intent that it's not the intention that this visit Akash Baruch had on the first day was for b'kachelim. Therefore, we learn extra. Therefore, that it was done thereafter. And this goes back and forth. How do we know it was after the third day? And we just asked also, keep his only what about Basra? The Zion of the base says, Evan Teva, he said, Leave it, Svarish, Avram Vinu, Shakol Kedah, Shiraya, Simiad, Avram Vinu had a stone, an amulet, around his neck. And any sick person that saw it became healed. So the Masha asks, in that case, why didn't Avram do it? Why didn't he get healed? It's the mitzvah, the mitzvah itself, the, the endearment of the mitzvah. Avraham Avinu wanted to feel everything. He didn't put anesthesia. He wanted to feel this and he wanted to know that it was done and he wanted to have this mitzvah fully. Therefore, the Rav Abba says, he felt and he was in pain so that HaKadosh Baruch should multiply his reward. He toiled on it, and he did it so that Akash Baruch should should magnify the sacrifice in which he took place, which took place here. angels come to visit and they ask where is Sarah where is Sarah your wife when it tells us we knew the Malachim knew exactly where Sarah was Pasik telling us to show us how modest, how modest, what kind of tsnua she was, in order that the husband should appreciate. Look how modest your wife is. <coughs> then, Rashi continues, Amr Abiyasi Barchanina. Why do they ask? They wanted to give a kesha bracha. Cheda, these are two contradictory explanations. She was very modest. Then in that case, why would they want to give her kesha bracha? Why would they want to pass her a cup of wine? You don't give wine to a woman. 
You don't give wine to any woman. Any man cannot give to a woman pass or pour any drink. It's also If a woman drinks from Kiddush, the man has to put down the cup and she can take. Or, as we do now, pour a few cups beforehand. And after Kiddush, pour from the Becha into the cups, and then they take from there. But never would I give it to the woman, pass it, even tell somebody, pass it to this one. We recommend they come and take. Or one of the girls will put on a tray all the cups, if there's a lot of people, and go around with all the cups everybody to take. A woman would do that. A man may not give a woman to drink anything but water. Juice, maybe. But definitely not spirit. No wine, no liquor. In that case, if you want to tell me that the reason she was in the tent was because she was so modest, what were they looking to give her wine for? It's a contradiction. Rashi brings down, though, the, he quotes the person, Amar Rabbi Barchanina. Generally, if Rashi mentions and quotes a person's name, quotes the person by name, that's part of his explanation. Part of the explanation that Rashi is telling us is by mentioning the person's name. If you keep your score at home, Gemara Brachas Yiram Ebez, it says, Amr Abiyasi Bachanina, Abiyasi Bachanina says, the woman recognizes the guests more than the husband does. She recognizes who these guests are more than her husband. What happened here? Sarah recognized that these were not regular simple people. Avram greeted them as regular simple people. Sarah recognized they were not. At least in her eyes they looked like angels. And therefore getting Kesha Bracha from these from the angels, there was no lack of tzniyas. So therefore it was not a contradiction to her modesty, her tzniyas, because she was taking it from a very, very special source. Let us examine the language of the conversation Sarah has within herself and that Akash Baku elaborates and tells Avram. And Sara laughs on the inside, saying, after hearing that they're going that they're blessing the Sarah to have a son, 
After all said and done here, I'm old. It's not my time anymore. I don't have my cycle anymore. And my husband is old. And an Abishah says to Avram, Loma Zetzach Yasara Leme, why is Sarah laughing and saying, Af Umlan Eilid Venizakanti? Can I not give birth? I cannot give birth, and I'm old. The wording is not fitting here. First of all, Akash Baruch was repeating to Avram that Sarah said that she was too old. Not noting, not uh, omitting the fact that she said that he was too old, Avram was too old. So, to that, we always answer that that's the epitome of Shalom bias. We need to keep domestic peace between husband and wife. And says the Taylor now that Avram, that David teaches us that even if it's necessary to tell a little white light to keep peace, we do that as well. So, Akadosh Baruch Hu doesn't, he. he doesn't lie, but he twists the words, saying that she didn't say that he was old, and making putting him down, but rather that she was old. But she, the David quotes, he says, "Af umlon vaani zakanti." Can I give birth? And I'm old. The wording should be. I'm too old. How can I give birth? What's the Anizka and I'm old? What is the add on to I'm and I'm old? So beautiful word. <laughs> Sarah says, Akadish Baruch comes in many different forms. Not Akash Baruch comes in forms, I'm sorry. When Akash Baruch appears, he appears differently, some, many different times. When it came to the splitting of the Red Sea, the Red Sea, Kriyas Yamsuf, as we know it, Eden went out of Mitzrayim, and they came to the sea, and the sea had to be split, the walls mm-hmm. of the water, the water turned into walls, pillars. Akash Baruch himself was there. And the little children said, Zekeli v'yamveyu. They recognized Eibishter. Tells us the Medrash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared as a warrior. As a warrior. But the children still recognized him. Although the Eibishter appeared to the children not as a warrior, obviously. The Eibishter appeared to the children, he appeared to the children in a total different way, in a compassionate way. A loving way. I mean, if it appeared to the children in a warrior's costume, it scared, scared the living light out of them. Here he appeared as a warrior. By Matan Teda, when we receive the Teda, Baruch appears as an older, compassionate, loving teacher, calm, Here, 
Sarah says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to appear to tell us about the birth of a child. We're being notified by the Creator Himself that He's going to do a major change. He's going to perform a major change in that concept called nature. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, shall we say, dead set that the world run as nature. The world's not running on nature. It's not the natural order. The world runs only by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the world to look like it's all natural. Water flows down, fire goes up, trees grow, trees die. These type of fruits last, these type of fruits go. All the things that happen, they, they look like nature is taking its course, as we say. And the same with the human being. As the person ages, if they look after themselves, if they don't look after themselves, if they neglect, so what happens here? HaKadosh Baruch is coming to take a woman that's a barren woman. She never had children. She was always barren before she got married, even as we spoke. And to take her now, at an old age, and cause that she should become pregnant and have a child. With whom? With an old man. That just had a bris. What do we depict HaKadosh Baruch would come as? would come as a big doctor, would come as a big royalty, as somebody to show, I'm going to now change nature. So when he changed nature by the Red Sea and made the water stop flowing, he came as a soldier. He came as something strong, as forceful. The tater was given to us, the tater should be given to us in a way that we should want to accept it, we should be calm with it, we should love it, we should appreciate it. So he came as a loving, compassionate, older, older looking man. Here HaKadosh Baruch Hu came as the same way, like the old, compassionate man. Half umlan elid. Can I not cause that she should have, that she should become <laughs> pregnant, that she should have a child? Vani Zakanti, I came as an old man. Because she saw the old man coming. She figured, no, a miracle like this can't be performed by such a person. Vani Zakanti, was referring to himself. Because he appeared to Sarah here, where Avram didn't necessarily notice, like an old man.
Avram tells Akash Barakum, all the miracles you performed for me, I don't know any, how much more it's going to go on. I am dust. I am dirt. We know, other than you say the Mephah, say for the Mephah. Man comes from earth, goes back to earth. Tells us Rashi, actually it's a Gemara in Seite, we can go home, Yudzayin Meralef, brought down by Rashi. B'schash Amar HaKadosh Baruch, Amar Avram Avinu, Vanechi Afa Ve'efer, Zachu Bonov, Neshtei Mitzvahs, Afar, Para, Para, Ve'efer, Seite. In the merit of Avram humbling himself and saying that he is dust, his ashes, I'm sorry, his ashes and dirt, earth, his children in the future merited the two mitzvahs. One is the ashes of the paraduma, and one is the dirt of the seita. Again, going back, referring to, if you score at home, the Yomad of Seita, Chesam, and Beis, and on. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu pays back Midah Keneged Midah, attribute for attribute. So let us understand what does Paraduma and Seita have as a Midah Keneged Midah for the words of Avram by saying Anech Yafa Ve'efa. We perhaps could say that the wording of Avram Anech Yafa Ve'efa is my service is in a totally self-nullification fashion. I'm not, I don't pride myself anything. And I'm humbled in front of everybody. Again, if you can score only Yomar Rosh Hashanah, Zayin, the beginning of Omid Bey's second side, 17. May some Kishirim made himself like a, a simple. And we find, therefore, that he was even shrugging off, shall we say, on Kabbalah's Peneshkina. How so? On the re- reception, he was receiving God's visit. And what does he say? Again, he miscorded only on Shabbos Kuv on the bottom of an aleph. He goes and says, "I have guests coming." Kabbalas bnei he pushed off Achnas Sarchin, even though they were lowlifes, they were Arabs that that served the dust on their feet. And this merit, he merited by saying, off of Eifer, each thing had its own. The two riches, sorry, which we find that also we give up for somebody else. We're mevater, as we call it. The 
ashes, the ashes of Paraduma, whoever prepares the ashes for the spraying and everything else, the Mishnah Para, the end of the fourth period, the person that prepares and sprays the ashes becomes impure. But still in all, it's only impure till the night, but still in all, the Kayan undertakes to do it. And he undertakes to do it because he knows that it's going to help and purify all these Jews that were Tamil and Nefesh. To help purify other people from their impurities, he's ready to sacrifice himself and become impure on his own to make it better for their life. So this is the mitzvah of Paraduma, the Ifa Paraduma, Afa Paraduma. The Ifa Seita, again the Rizal tell us, what is this whole potion by the Seita, the wayward woman, wayward wife, to make peace between husband and wife? And therefore, Akash Baruch says, write my name and erase my name for peace between the husband and wife. Keep his card home, he's going to Shabbos, Kuf Tezayin Amin Aleph. 116, side 1. Which is Mevatar on himself, Kvayachl, and agrees that they erase his name because the woman did not behave modestly and the husband suspects her of doing something wrong, in order to make peace, domestic peace between husband and wife, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, erase my name, so that it should be used to prove the innocence of the woman. And we come across, of course, the main stay focus can't say story chasashon or the mainstay happening of Akedah Sitzchak in our Pasha <coughs> which we say every morning in Davinik where Akash Baruch enumerates Avram Avinu Kachna Zbincha Zichitcha Shadahavta Sitzchak why does he have to say all these things? He answered each time, I have two sons, each one is his only child from their mother, I have to that you love, I love both of them. Finally, Akash Baruch has to say, Yitzchak. Why did he think, imagine it would be Yishmo? Enumerating a Yitzchak, should I have to, should have been enough. The one and only, the son the one that I love, that you love. How did he still think he was talking about Yishmael? According to Primius Ateya, Primius Chassidus, the fact that Yishmael was one of the two Narim that went with him to the Akedah, he took two Narim with him. One of them was Yishmael. Even though Avram had driven him out of the house before, it tells us that by Akedah's Yitzchak, Yishmael had done Shuvah. And we find, of course, the Maila of the Avedis Tshuva. 
that in this Kayach, is keeping score and holding Mari Yuma, Memvav, in Memvav Amit Beis, that's Danis Naslik Zachis. All the sins turn to merits. So we find this great union of Tshuva that they have greater than Tzadikim. Because Tzadikim don't have any power to elevate the Kedusha the same way. It's only a Dabar Ashus. So Dafka through Tshuva can one elevate also the Zdenius, the oldest sins get elevated to merits. According to this, you can understand now, the Havamina, the Kesalkadaitok that Avram Vino had, perhaps it was a reference to Yishmo. Because of him doing tshuva, and Yitzchak was only a tzaddik. Unfortunately, due to the, I don't know how that happened, the tardiness of the hour, I'm going to have to make a, a, a slightly abridged version of the Shia. After shortening it by a few minutes, maybe we should help Taka that we should all have the Vayera, we should have the revelation, the ultimate revelation of Akadish Baruch Hu and Yerushalayim and Akadish and Bayezushlishi. This very Shabbos, even before Shabbos, and Shalish Shabbos, is Chav Cheshvan. We didn't talk anything about Chav Cheshvan, unfortunately. So if you have time, you can look up the great birth of the Rebbe Rashab and the estab- who established Yeshiva's Temchat Mimim. And this is on Chav Cheshvan, and do an extra mitzvah to help our brethren in Israel and our brethren throughout the world, because we all need extra mitzvahs. Good Shabbos to all.